are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Happy Friday. It's, we're glad to be here. And, and uh, I, I love Fridays before division games. It's just like the tension and the and the the stress and, and all the, the chatter. It's it's uh, and you know the the s talking that goes on uh, all over Twitter is uh, is fun too. So uh, uh, I'm looking forward to this. Did you see some of the um, bulletin board material the Giants are pulling out for this one? Uh, they, no. they they have a video of Troy Aikman saying that the Giants aren't in the same league as Dallas, just playing on a loop over and over again. So nothing the Cowboys said, just something that Troy Aikman said in a broadcast. So cool bulletin board material. What is this? Uh, 1996. Really, <laughs> really, uh, really super useful stuff, Joe Judge. I thought it was funny. Uh, all right, <laughs> that's funny. Let's get into the uh, the matchups for this game. Uh, I do want to start with some injuries, though. So, Cowboys have basically the same injury report they've had the last couple of weeks. No Dorrance Armstrong, no Michael Gallup, maybe no Lyle Collins, probably no Lyle <laughs> Collins, right? We'll see. I we'll mean, see. I guess we're going to find out here in a couple hours, maybe, but you know, it, it looks. Should we get into that at all? We haven't really discussed that, but I mean, Maybe just briefly just mention yeah, that. Yeah, so like, Lyle Collins is going to court. It seems more about getting some money back rather than trying to play yeah. quicker. I I just have a feeling that even if, let's say, he gets an injunction uh, or injuncture uh, this afternoon, he hasn't practiced at all. It's probably more about getting him ready for next week than it is this week. But I guess they could leave the door open for Collins to play. I don't know, Landon. What do you think? I mean, he's been in the building, which is is one thing. So that helps. It's not like he's coming back from home. But he hasn't practiced in like a month. That's true. Absolutely. So uh, I I would say probably not. Probably not. But but if he gets this, he could play next week, right? Like he could actually practice and be ready for next week. And maybe that's the more important thing, right? Man, Um, we have not learned any of our lessons from the Zeke Elliott situation, have we? No, no, we have. No, we have. It's just I just don't care anymore. I just am assuming these guys aren't playing. (laughs) So here's the thing. I I imagine that if it's anything like Zeke, yes, probably he plays in New England. But ultimately what it does is that it kicks the can on the (laughs) – on the 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 suspension down the road because likely again guys the nfl does what it wants and and legally that has been you know fully established and backed up by the legal i I did see though for some reason in this case if he gets this injuncture it's likely not to have any impact or not the NFL is not likely to do anything until the off season, until like March or something. So it seems like he'd be able to play. But again, we're talking two games here, right? Like he's already served three games of the suspension. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't I mean, what the difference was, is I think, you know, when Zeke did his, like, he kept on kicking four, I think a four game, if it was. If no, it was six four games, games left. Six games. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think if I remember correctly, like he, didn't he play two of the games and then he got, did he serve two of the games and then he get in a jump? No, it was all the, six the, at one time. It, just, it wasn't it, all it six at once. It was supposed to okay. start at the beginning of the season. And it ended up being like 
seven weeks into the year before he actually started right. to serve the suspension. So I just remember that it ended up being a worse situation for the because Cowboys it was right because... dab in the middle of the season. Yep, exactly. Um, so like when well, they probably could have not. On top it. of that, you had Zeke. Basically, I remember playing against Kansas City uh, after getting it on Saturday, right? So he had, yeah. he wasn't around the team at all, did not practice at all. Uh, and I mean, it's just a completely different situation between Zeke and Collins, right? Yeah. So yeah, and this, except for the sense that the NFL is likely to win this one eventually too. So there you go. Uh, injuries, really quickly. That's what we were going to yeah. do. Uh, yeah. Carlos Watkins does look like he's going to be back for this game. That's nice to have him. Still, no Dorrance Armstrong, no Michael Gallup. Um, for the Giants, they're pretty beat up. Uh, mm-hmm. We actually haven't talked about this at all, but it doesn't look like Jabril Peppers is going to play, and that's actually a bigger mm-hmm. loss for them than I think a lot of people think because he's played well. Uh, that forces Xavier McKinney into the starting lineup. Uh, we'll see about Andrew Thomas. I heard some beat reporters today. He did not look great in practice. He's dealing with an ankle injury. No Sterling Shepard, no Darius Slayton. So they're beat up, but so were the Cowboys. I just thought that was interesting off the top. So any comments on those guys before we move on? Yeah, I'm actually maybe I need some clarification. So Slayton and uh and Shepard didn't practice? No, they have not practiced all week. It sounds like they're gonna be ruled out later today. I okay. believe. Um yeah, I mean, obviously those are huge hits for a team that doesn't have a lot of talent to start with. Uh I, I think you know, they saw something, and we'll get into the, the actual matchup part, but I think they saw something in Kadarius Tony. Mm-hmm. So maybe there would have been a natural inclination to kind of give him some increased reps there. Uh, but Shepard's the loss. That, That's the because he's yeah, a reliable sure. guy across the middle of the field and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you think Tony can kind of do some of the things that Slayton needs, you know, does for you as far as stretching the field, you know. Uh, and frankly, I mean, if I, I'm sure you watch the Saints game, it looks like Barkley can do some of that stuff mm-hmm. if they need him to. They need to line him out wide. So yeah, big. I would say the biggest loss, if it's a loss, and even if he plays, uh, would be Andrew Thomas, to be honest, because he had been yeah. playing really good football this year. Uh, and if he's injured, uh, you know, they suddenly have two uh, very vulnerable tackles. Yeah, and the the answer would be I'm not quite sure. It's it's a chance that it's Isaiah Wilson. Who would replace him? Who they wow. just signed? Uh, Matthew Parrott is really only a right tackle. They've had yeah. a lot of injuries on the interior of their offensive line with Nick Gates and Shane Lemieux. Uh, mm-hmm. Billy Price, I believe, is going to start at center for them. If they ha- don't have Andrew <laughs> Thomas, this is a very compromised offensive line, so keep that in mind. Um, I mean, if they right. have Billy Price, it's a very compromised <laughs> offensive line. So. Yes, that's yeah. exactly true. Uh, Cowboys yeah. interior pressure needs to win in this game. Uh, and we're going to get to that in just a second. But uh, before we do, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. You know Bet Online. It's the number one spot for all your pro and co- college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKED ON. To receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, let's talk about the Cowboys defense against this Giants offense because I think this Giants offense has been a little bit improved this season. It looks like Daniel Jones is definitely playing better football. Uh, Saquon Barkley looks healthy. We talked about Andrew Thomas. He's been playing better this year. Uh, what are your thoughts about how the Cowboys match up against the Giants? I've got 
I've got bad news <laughs> for the Cowboys fans. Daniel Jones is not as bad as we thought he was. No, he's not. Uh, no. I, I went back, you know, having gone back and actually studied him for this year. I mean, I've, I've watched Giants games casually, um, but kind of having gone back to watch him, he's played much better football than he has mm-hmm. at any point in his career. He, they're letting him throw the ball down the field, which is helpful. Uh, I think that they have something in the idea of a running attack that is going to pull your safeties up and then they'll take shots down the field. Yes. The problem with all that is that they are not a great play action team. And and Daniel Jones is not a great play action thrower. Uh, So they can't really tie together as well as they would like to their uh, run game and their pass game the way it should. Having said that, you know, just the manipulation of the safeties, the 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 choice that the defenses make uh, is is a difficult one because Barkley is a guy that can hurt you on the ground, mm-hmm. uh, and Daniel Jones is a guy who can hurt you down the field. I think where they struggle is in everything in between. <laughs> you know, the intermediate to short routes, Daniel Jones is not great. Uh, so the Cowboys have kind of have to choose their path here, right? They, I think. The key for the Cowboys defense against the Giants offense uh, to kind of put this game away is for the Cowboys offense to make the Giants offense one dimensional exactly. by scoring yes. points early. Uh, and because and, and, otherwise, you know, the only way this Giants offense hangs around with, with, with the Cowboys offense is if it's a close game and they're allowed to remain balanced and, yeah. and, and, you know, play with the safe play with our safeties uh, and take advantage of whatever position they decide to take. So for the Cowboys, I think getting stops early, um, mm-hmm. you know, being strong and, and getting off the field quickly, especially early in the game uh, is going to be paramount uh, to kind of controlling the game, getting the ball back to your offense so that they can score points, which again will make Daniel Jones a passer which I don't think that Daniel Jones, the passer, especially it gets to too high front or, or fronts where the uh, too high uh, uh, back end, especially back ends where he's going to have to dink and dunk as, you know, <laughs> who was it then the Giants suggested that the Cowboys offense is a dink and dunk offense. Uh, uh, so Dory I, Jackson. I, Dory Jackson. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think you, you, you that's dictated Awareness has never defenses. been his strong suit. So yeah, well, I, I think we're going to find <laughs> out that uh, pretty quickly in this game. Um I think you know. I think that that's 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 the way to kind of put them in a position where they won't you know easily be able to get out of. And you could do that early in the game, and then kind of dictate the terms from there. They're not great at stopping the run, so you know once you get there, you can put your foot on their throat and just basically yep. bleed out the game. Yeah, Giants. I, I actually expect them to move the ball up and down the field on Dallas. I, I really do. They've got a lot of weapons. Daniel Jones is good as a runner too. Like he runs some that's, of these yeah. like, read options, right? And he can mm-hmm. pull it and gain 40 yards. So where the Giants have struggled, not only this year, but over the last couple of years, is in the red zone. I believe they're the 32nd yes. ranked red zone offense right now. They kick way too many short field goals. So that's really going to be the story of this game. Can the Cowboys hold them to field goals or hold them to long fourth down chances? Because if they can, they're going to win this game. If not, the Giants are going to hang around, and that's exactly what you don't want to have happen if you're the Cowboys. So – and, um, and, good, and they make it makes sense if you look at their strengths and weaknesses, right? Like they yes. they have a really really weak offensive line, especially in the interior. They've got a quarterback who can throw the ball down the field, uh, uh, but he's not great at putting the ball into tight windows, which is obviously what happens when you get into the compressed space of the red zone. So the red zone presents, uh, uh, you know, oppor- uh, not opportunities presents problems 
that the Giants don't have a lot of good solutions for. And what they've ended up doing is, much like uh, Carolina, they've relied a lot on Daniel Jones's feet uh, to yes. try to get the ball in the end zone. So the Cowboys need to find a way. And, and that's why I would imagine that you see a similar game from Micah Parsons snap count wise that you did to Carolina, right? Where you're going to see some pass rush, but you're definitely going to see some linebacker too, to keep Daniel Jones uh, honest. Cause Daniel Jones is a good athlete. Micah Parsons better athlete. Yeah. I'm really curious also to see how the giants use Saquon Barkley in the passing game, because Saw him last week against the Saints, like run some vertical routes. Just uh, ran nine, want, right past the guy. It was just right. ridiculous. I want to make sure Jalen's not covering him down. The, oh, wait. I forgot. I'm just burned oh. into my brain. Uh, yeah, you're going to want to make sure the linebackers aren't covering Barkley one-on-one because that's a mismatch. So keep an eye on that. Uh, all right, let's switch it to the, the other side of the ball. The Cowboys offense against the Giants defense. This should be a big mismatch. Now, the Giants have talent. Like they were a pretty decent defense last year. They look pretty decent against the Saints here in week four, but uh, where do you think the Cowboys can expose them? Well, we don't have Jameis Winston playing quarterback for us. So, uh, that helps. And, yes. and, and that helps. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think, you know, there's lots of places to take advantage of here. I mean, Peppers, especially, you know, Peppers, even if he was healthy, is, is exploitable. Uh, but now that he's not, they're playing Xavier McKinney. He's probably their second best defensive back when he's healthy, though. That's, that's why it's is, a big loss. Yeah, I mean, and Bradbury has not been playing very – I mean, he's not been playing up to his level this year, it seems right. like. I, I think that there's lots of places to exploit here uh, for the Cowboys. I mean, look, the defensive interior for the Giants or, or wherever they're playing Lawrence and, and Williams, mm-hmm. that's a strength. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Um, but honestly, if they're going to play Williams on the edge, you know, in early downs against Terrence Steele – I think that's a pretty decent matchup. I mean, because honestly, I think Terrence Steele, the one thing he can do is bowl people over. He's big and strong. Maybe he can hold up on Williams a little bit more. I think he struggle, he struggles more with the speed guys. So it'll be more interesting when we see you know Carter, Ojolari out there. Uh, that's going to be an interesting matchup. But honestly, I think the Cowboys have big advantages on the outside with their skill receivers. They've got big advantage, super big advantage on, on the inside with the line their linebackers which are just a mess well especially Uh, after Blake Martinez went down that's why I'm going to be really curious to see what Dallas does in terms of like their packages because I actually think in this game like trying to to just make sure the Tay Crowder and Reggie Ragland are on the field as much as possible is probably the best strategy right so we might see a lot of two tight end sets we might see a lot of Connor McGovern in this game because I think the Cowboys believe they can big boy football the Giants in this one. I really do. Well, and I and I think they can. And and I think ultimately what the Cowboys can do to take advantage of this is, hey, the Giants spent all week watching that Carolina Panthers tape, and it must have scared – I mean, I, it scared the crap out of me, and I'm rooting yeah. for this team. Yeah, like, yeah. like the, the, the variety and, and the and – the, uh, efficiency that they're able to run the football. They, they use so many different schemes and so many different personnels that honestly I would – it, it's too bad McEwen's not in this game because honestly, I would come out in 13 personnel and then spread them out. Yeah. You know, and well, see what they do. Because, I also because, think, I, I think what we're going to see a lot of is the, the little tight end screens that we saw to Dalton yeah. Schultz and to Jarwin because I just think Dallas is going to want to see, okay, Raglan, can you make tackles in space? Can you run sideline to sideline? I know we talked to Patricia Trena uh, for Locked on Giants and she said Tay Crowder is a huge weakness for it. Like that you just can't have Tay Crowder in coverage. So, that's you know, I, I gotta believe this is another big tight end game for the Cowboys. 
Yeah, and 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 likely, you know, similar if they if they wanted to take advantage of any slot receiver play, because I think that, that they can operate in the middle of that defense. Uh, you know, they're they're down a defender, and they may not have a guy who's going to be uh, able to kind of handle that slot as well as as I think Peppers is usually the guy who's dropping down into that nickel spot. So, yeah, they use Logan uh, Ryan sometimes in the slot as well, but but he's going to have to play some safety. So Correct. I mean, that's that's Correct. the issue. So you know, I think that the Cowboys are are have lots of different ways to, to, to win this. And again, I would say another thing that they can do is they can win on the edge. I don't know if wide zone is necessarily uh, the play that I would run because likely what's going to happen is that we'll see a lot of tight mint fronts, right? Where they have like three big guys lined up over our three interior guys. And that's kind of a wide zone killer because it just destroys back uh, backside blocks. But I think if you wanted to run some power, you wanted to kind of fold guys down into those interior guys and kick a guy out on the outside, bring Williams around or bring Martin around on the outside. I don't see any of these guys being willing to tackle Zeke or Pollard. So I think there are lots of different ways for the Cowboys to move the football against this defense. It's uh, it's not, it's not, this is defense is not played like the defense that we expected uh, based on last year. I will also say this is a game in which I expect CeeDee Lamb to have a big game because we did over the last two weeks, not big numbers, but in that game against the Giants last year, the Giants just didn't have anybody that could cover him. And that's when Dak played. Um, So I think a lot of play action shots down the middle of the field to CeeDee Lamb early on downs seems like it's going to be the the right recipe for success for the Cowboys. So uh, I want to get into some predictions and some overall thoughts about this game, Lana. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. You guys know Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate, amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. All right, Landon. It's our favorite time of the show. Prediction oh, yes. time. I picked against the Cowboys – uh, four straight re- weeks now. It's kind of a tradition. Um, do you want me to start with this one? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and start with this one? I'm picking the Cowboys. Uh, and I Whoa, know it's probably bad luck. No, that's, you just ruined it. Now we're it's probably bad luck. <laughs> I was going to pick the Giants. Um, but I think there's a lot going Dallas's favor in this game. But, uh, just on top of the injuries and all that kind of stuff. It's Dak Prescott's revenge game, right? Like, yeah. he's, this is a year since the the injury. He's at home against the team that knocked him out for the season. I think he's going to play really well. I also have been hearing some whispers behind the scenes that the uh, the coaching staff, uh, the the actual quote that I got was, uh, "Kellen Moore has an axe to grind." They feel like uh, Logan Ryan's tackle last year was a, a little bit of a cheap shot. You shouldn't be trying to tackle a quarterback that way. I don't think Kellen Moore and Jason Garrett are all that close. I feel like Kellen Moore maybe felt like he was um, uh, pulled in a little bit too much under Jason Garrett. I think they want to embarrass the Giants this week. I think they want to score 40 points at home. They want Prescott to throw five touchdowns. I think this game is going to be close for a while. I just see another third quarter, kind of like what we saw last week, where it's 17-14 going into the third quarter, and all of a sudden now it's 31-14 with – three minutes left. Like I just, I envision that type of game happening. So I'm picking the Cowboys here. I'll say 34 to 24. Yeah. I, it's funny. I, I, on the WFAA hit that I did this morning, I picked them to win 35 to 28, I think. Um, 
uh, I I envision one of two paths, right? The one that you just described, the Carolina Panther game, where it's tight, and then the third quarter, the Cowboys exploded. Uh, it put the game out of reach, you know, pretty much immediately to start the second half. Uh, and, and then the other one that I that I see is is the Cowboys kind of tapping into what you just talked about, coming out and absolutely obliterating the Giants up front. Uh, I mean, up front being the front part of the game. Yeah. Like getting up to a big lead early uh, and then uh, making the Giants one-dimensional and running the football to kind of kill it. And then, you know, I think that if that's if that's the case, you're going to see ugly Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones being forced into a comeback situation. You know, I understand what happened last week versus the Saints, and and, and that's, you know, one way that things can happen. But I also think that this, the Cowboys have the ability to put points up in a way that I don't yes. think the Saints are ca- currently constructed to do. Uh, so oh, go ahead, finish your thought. No, 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 that was it. I was just going to say, I All think right. those are the two paths basically. So I would say that Jason Garrett and Daniel Jones throughout their careers have been really good in divisional games. Like Daniel Jones is pass yes. rating in division games is like 20 points higher than outside of it. And we know how good Jason Garrett's always been in divisional games. Like he, he knows those teams really, really well, really well. So I would be a little bit cautious there. So don't be surprised if this game is close. Dallas just has an offense that's so good. And if the Cowboys really are going to be, let's consider them yes. just a, a, a really good NFC contender. These are the games you have to dominate it. Not squeak by, you have to dominate. I, I look at like Buffalo uh, the last couple of weeks. They played some bad teams, the Dolphins and the Texans, but they didn't let those teams hang around. They shut them both out and just completely wiped the floor with them. If the Cowboys want to be viewed as an elite team, you've got to dominate bad po- opponents and i think they do I, I i do think they win this game Lynn. i think it's I, it's close for a while and they find a way to pull away by two scores at the end i 100 agree I, I think that that's you know good teams find a way to uh, uh to win big you know and i think point differential is actually a pretty good indicator of how good your team is yeah uh, i mean and i think that I say some games. I think sometimes you learn more about your team when they're playing a bad team rather than a good team, right? Because yeah, do the Cowboys come out flat and just think they can walk over these guys, or yes. do they put the pedal to the metal and just say, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna win by forty points from the very start"? I, I would like to see that urgency from the Cowboys in this game. Old Cowboys teams with this level of talent disparity on their side probably go into this game and win this game by a field goal. Yes. I would like to see this Cowboys team, which seemingly is doing all those things that those previous Cowboys teams don't do, like start strong and, you know, kill the kill teams at the end to put the foot on the throat. I would like to see this team do that to the Giants. Uh, You know, I think that you're right. Your report makes a ton of sense that these guys are pissed at the way that, Mm -hmm. that this came out. And what better way to motivate your guys to really attack a Giants team that, you know, doesn't necessarily on the outside pose a huge threat to you than to tie it back to what happened last year and and, yes. and trying to go have something to prove. So, and the other uh, thing about I, this I look is for a big like, win. If you win this game, the Giants are now sitting at one and four, and landing here the next uh, four four games: Rams, Panthers, Chiefs, Bucks. You basically can end their season if you win this game. Like you really can, no. and you're now have, you know two zero record in the division. You're sitting high. Win this game and everything is ahead of you. I just, it's such a big game for Dallas. I, and I do think they're going to get it done. I, I really do. Absolutely. I, I think right. the, the Cowboys have way more to lose here. 
Yes. I guess is the best way to put it. So that makes them dangerous, to be honest. Giants, they are better than what the record says they are. They they are one offsides penalty, you know, in that Washington game from being two and two. They were close against Atlanta. So they're I think they're an improved team, but they're still to use the night an Aikman quote, right? They're still not in the same league as Dallas. Let's just hope it plays out that way on Sunday. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, you can follow us on YouTube. Uh, you can check out the show on Twitter at Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the game. We'll see you guys back here on Sunday night to review it all.